Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. When the gift of sex in a marriage relationship is invaded by strangers outside of the relationship, you are headed for a crash. I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin, and we're going to be addressing today a very heavy topic of pornography. It is a serious issue, and we want to tell you how you can overcome it. This is something, Erin, that um, you and Greg are very passionate about. Absolutely. And this is not something that just a minimal portion of our population is dealing with. 65% of married men and 25% of married women are saying that they watch porn at least once a month. Oh, my. Pornography use increases the marital infidelity rate by more than 300%. So so using pornography is a predictor that you're going to have an issue. Yes. It leads to Hmm. infidelity. Not always, but 300% increase. In that, and fifty-six percent of American divorces involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. Mm. And so, I'm telling you, working with couples, this comes up more than once each day. Yeah, and it is something that our culture is being inundated with. And I just don't find it accidental that the enemy is using something that God created as a gift to marriage and using pornography to destroy this gift that was given to us in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one couple that we knew and he just, he he walked into that world. He kept feeding that appetite and she confronted him and he said, I'm not going to stop. And she, she brought the church, you know, leadership to him and he said, I'm not going to stop. And he, he chose pornography over his marriage mm-hmm. and his kids. Mm. It's a wrecking ball. It really yes. was used by the enemy who twisted that, fed that appetite, and then destroyed the marriage. So sobering stuff. And we're going to hear uh, from Bill and Pam Farrell now as they talked about this very topic of pornography and how it devastates so many relationships and how you can deal with it. I was told there was a men's conference with a well-known pastor who right at the beginning of his presentation hit this issue head on. It was a men's conference. So he said, you know, a lot of you I know are addicted to pornography, and I want you to come down here right now, and let's start by getting that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And half the oh, yeah. group went it, down. I think people would be shocked at that, but is that a fair uh, oh, it's assessment? An and, and what do we do? What do we say as Christian leaders? How do we get people to unshackle themselves from that, that addiction? Well, first we need to prepare men with the right mindset. Like, it's an assault. It's not just a static temptation. Like, I know even when I was growing up, it was sitting over there. And if I wanted to go out of my way to get exposed to it, I could. Well, now it's an assault. All you have to do is have a computer, and it's aimed at you. Mm -hmm. And so we need to gear men up that, hey, this is a battle. That this is not just a simple choice. It's sitting over there. You ought to avoid it. It's a battle. And we, we need to have that mindset that we are going to defeat the enemy on this one. And too many men have a passive approach to it. I don't want to fight it because, well, if I want it, I want it to be there. And so if I get too aggressive about it, then I can't really have that option anymore. Well, we have to prepare men that this is a battle. This is something to fight. This don't is something give to in fight to and it. to be militant about it because it's coming at you. It's not just sitting waiting for you to notice it. It's coming at you. And uh, it's worth the fight because pornography is kind of like swimming in a vat of battery acid. I mean... It will destroy you. That's right. It will destroy you, and it'll destroy everything that you love. Mm. 
John, I think it's a perfect spot to say if you're in that position and you feel you are um, absorbed by pornography, call Focus. And we have people here that are willing to talk with you and to give you advice and steer you in the right direction. So I don't hesitate. Mm-hmm. Call. Mm-hmm. Um, Pam, men struggle with this, obviously. I'm not sure to the degree that women struggle with pornography or if their husbands are struggling. What do they do? Mm-hmm. There's an escalating number of women that are also becoming addicted to pornography just mm-hmm. because of the media-saturated world that we live in. But by and large, yes, the way that that will hit a woman's heart is she will perhaps walk in and discover that her husband's involved in pornography. And there's a couple of things that I want to encourage the women that are out in the audience. If this happens to you, know that it is common. Really good men, really good godly men get ensnared. It's like Satan is that monster underneath the bed and grabs the ankle of that man. And it is just insidious that he throws a net over him and drags him underneath that bed in darkness. It's man's weakest spot. It is. And so to know that you're not alone, there's many women that have battled this and have come out positive on the other side and their marriages have survived it. So don't give up. The second thing is to say, honey, I love you so much that I'm not going to put up with this. I want us to team up. Let's team up. The enemy is not you, sweetheart. The enemy is Satan. He's trying to rob from us right now. So I'm going to hold out the phone. Are you going to call for help or am I? Because somebody's going to call for help here. And um, then decide how many times am I going to lose? Oftentimes when pornography enters into a marriage relationship, the woman says, oh, I must not be sexy enough and I must not be thin enough. It's all about me. And when your husband got involved in pornography, that's one loss. If you turn it on yourself, that's two losses now. And if you start feeling really bad about yourself and you get angry at your husband for making you feel that way, there's going to be a distance in your marriage. That's three losses. If that distance keeps happening, the marriage is going to fracture. There's going to be a divorce. That's four losses. If you have kids, they're going to lose that intact family. That's five losses. How many times do you want to let Satan win? I don't want Satan to win at all in this area. Take it back, girls. You know, it's really important to repeat what Pam said there about not letting Satan win in this area of life and the marriage relationship. And Greg, we know, we just know that so many people listening to this podcast are dealing with this problem at some level. What are some tips you'd give uh, for the person who's engaging in regular or semi-regular use of pornography? They're, They're feeding that part of their appetite. Um, They want to confess it, but they do not know how to go about that. Should they confess it? And if so, how do they how do they go about that? Absolutely. One hundred percent. John, any time that we have behaviors that are secretive in our marriage, there's nothing good that doesn't create anything good. Mm -hmm. What it does is inhibits intimacy. If I'm holding on to a secret, I have to compartmentalize my heart off and kind of guard and hide that from Aram. I am not free to be fully open and fully known. And, And that's the deepest longing that God has placed within us to be fully known. So we have an opportunity to confess. And I would encourage first and foremost that you you have to be willing to 100% own and accept responsibility for your poor choice. This isn't about minimizing, well, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I only did this once or twice or very infrequently. 
it, it's none of that. You have to be willing to own this and not rationalize why you did this. Well, if we just had more intimacy in our marriage, then maybe I wouldn't have to do this. When you're ready to be fully humble and take full ownership to go, this was my choice. Whatever else was going on, whether that was exhaustion on my part, busyness, I was just tempted, whatever's going on, when you're ready to fully own this, hmm. then you're ready to confess. And I would say the second part of that is to seek forgiveness, hmm. both from God and your spouse, and recognize that this hurts your spouse as well. And as you move forward, looking at what am I going to do in and of myself between me and God to battle this. Now you have a spouse that can walk with you and support you, but your spouse is not your accountability. Your spouse is not your manager. Your spouse isn't there to make sure and to check the boxes that you've done this. That's your job. And so as you 100% own your choices and accept responsibility and seek forgiveness, then it's what is my action plan? What am I going to do to bring healing and wholeness to my heart? And John, what's hard about this is that for the person who's ready and willing to accept responsibility and confess, they've been wrestling with this. They've gotten used to this. They've dealt with this. They've probably spent months seeking forgiveness from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And now they're sharing maybe for the first time with their spouse who, who might feel completely blindsided. So as you're sharing Although you're used to this information, just realize your spouse isn't mm -hmm. and allow them to be shocked, to be dismayed, to go to a place of what is it about me that you don't find attractive, whatever. You just have to be willing to allow your spouse to hurt and they may want space and they may want to talk about this later. They may be really, really upset and frustrated. You just you have to be prepared for that. You can't dictate what are they going to do with this yeah. information? But Although don't, you're at a good place, don't they're let not your, going to Don't be. let your inability to control their reaction shut you down from confessing. Though. Right. Mm. It does the hard good to bring it out into the open, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. How about if it's, and this could apply to any number of things, and you've addressed secrets in previous episodes, but let's say that the man, when he was a younger man, uh, did use pornography with some regularity, but that was in the past. That was 20 years ago. Should he bring it up? Or should he just kind of let a sleeping dog lie, so to speak? I would encourage couples that, that again, the goal is for me to be fully known by mm -hmm. my wife. I want, I want Aaron to really know the, the fears, the hurts, the past experiences. Now, th there's some qualifiers there. It, it doesn't mean that, okay, I've had past relationships before Aaron, so I'm going to give her all kinds of details. But, but I, I think the goal is I want to create a kind of marriage that Aaron and I feel safe enough that we can be fully known. You can talk about anything. Talk about these yeah. things. Be careful around details because Satan can use those to mm -hmm. really haunt mm -hmm. your spouse, and that can create some some unique challenges. But but for for sort of a general rule, why not? I mean, that's a part of who I am. That's that those experiences created who I am now. They are part of and your I story, want Aaron, to know those things. And we've had these very discussions. As a young thirteen-year-old boy, I was exposed to pornography for the first time. And, and I want her to know and, and to understand me. And we've had wonderful conversations. Those have to be safe. Mm -hmm. And both people have to be willing to make that a safe conversation. Yeah. And we have to agree then to never use that information 
as ammunition as a during yeah. a fight, mm-hmm. use it as a weapon. Yeah. And if we can do that, then we can be fully known. And that's the beauty of marriage. Yeah. Uh, the one person on earth that can know me the deepest and fullest. And that's what I want. Well, we want that for you and your marriage. If there's anything in the way of that, specifically pornography, but just generally anything in the way, get in touch with us and talk to one of our caring Christian counselors. Uh, They are tremendous, and they will listen. They will not judge. They will pray with you. They will uh, guide you towards some resources. They'll even give you a good connection in your own local area that you can have some ongoing counseling with. It's all free. Uh, The details are in the show notes. And then we do have a brand new podcast. It's called the No Porn Marriage Podcast, uh, Greg, that you and Aaron launched. This is something you have been championing. You are really energized about helping couples deal with the issue of pornography, as we've heard today. Yeah, because one, it's something that Aaron and I have dealt with. We worked through this. And, and we share that story as well as some amazing testimonies because the truth is there's absolute hope. You can get freedom, and we want to give some real practical ways to do that as a couple so you end up closer together. Yeah, well, we've touched on it today, but there's a whole podcast dedicated to the topic. It's called the No Porn Marriage Podcast. Greg and Aaron host it. Uh, catch it uh, through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to have details in the episode notes about the Farrell's book and about the podcast and more uh, great resources. Next time, Dr. David Clark discusses ways to save your marriage from divorce. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <laughs>